Now it has felt, to me anyway, like a pretty cool start to spring. Temperatures have not gotten all that warm. We're still seeing temperatures right now around the freezing mark overnight. It has been windy as windy can be. So with all that in mind, how are the snowpack levels right now in the area? Well, I'm joined now by River Forecast Center Hydrologist, Jonathan Boyd. Jonathan, thanks so much for taking the time. And the first question I wanted to ask you was just to see if you could maybe provide an overall look at the snowpack levels here on this Friday. What do they look like when compared to an average year? Well, essentially, they're they're just about what the average is or what we consider uh, normal uh, for this time of year. And of course, it, it's rare to actually have normal years. It's it's just that this is the average of all of the collective years of, of highs and lows. So the big change since the March 1st bulletin is that both uh, the North and South Thompson dropped in, in terms of their snowpack relative to normal because, of course, the, the snow was still accumulating, just not at what would be considered average rate. So for the North Thompson, it was 111% of normal on March 1st. That means that it's 11% above normal. And it's now dropped to just 3% above normal. And for the, the South Thompson, it was at 106% of normal. And that dropped to uh, essentially just normal, 100% of normal. So uh, it was primarily related to just a very dry March for uh, actually the, the entire south interior. So all uh, watersheds and, and snow basin indices in the south interior did drop uh, considerably uh, from March 1st to April 1st. So with those numbers in mind, it sounds to me like uh, I guess there shouldn't be any major concerns right now as we're into the early part of spring in terms of flood risk. It's certainly less of a risk than last year. Last year for April 1st, the North Thompson was 117% of normal and the South Thompson was 123% of normal. So there was considerably higher risk based on the snowpack alone last year. And last year was a good example where um, we'll, we'll call it relatively ideal melt scenarios took place, which was that we never really had a, a super hot spell, especially in May. And uh, temperatures, for the most part, were fairly seasonable, if not cool through the spring, uh, with some rain events. And, and the most substantial for the Kamloops area was around Canada Day and, and got flows fairly high, but Fortunately, it was late enough in the season that it wasn't uh, wasn't catastrophic by any means. Um, when it's the snowpack normal like this, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's no chance of flooding. It just it is less less likely to be catastrophic. Uh, it really falls down now to the weather conditions, and that's the, the short and mid range weather forecast. So, uh, a worst case scenario would be to have all of April and early May may be very cold and then switch to just incredible heat in uh, in mid-May. And and that would be a, a delay of the snow melt, um, maybe even potential for additional accumulation, followed by all elevation layers just melting at the same time. Um, what we have witnessed through late March and early April so far is that the temperatures have been pretty cool, which is concerning in the sense of uh, a delayed melt. However, it looks like next week is going to be the first substantial high-pressure ridge developing over the province in, in actually several months. So there will be an initial warm spell. This is, I would consider it positive news for Kamloops just because it's going to uh, wipe out a lot of the, the low-elevation snow for 
um, areas in the North Thompson and South Thompson, but not really dramatically affect the, the flow overall. It just won't have enough impact. Uh, those those rivers tend to peak in late May through to late June. Uh, it will get the snowmelt process going a little bit quicker for lower elevation sites. So within the Kamloops area, that might be uh, maybe the Salmon River or the Dead Man River, Bonaparte River and Cache Creek, and then also potentially in the Nicola as well. So it'll get the, the snowmelt process going. Uh, we're not into flood advisories just yet, just because it's still so far away. Um, however, of course, once you know that that warm spell is coming, if we then also get rainfall after that, it, it can really create an unknown and uh, amplify the, the increase in flows. So um, there's still just lots to play out, and we're really at the mercy of the weather moving forward. So what would kind of be like the ideal um, weather pattern that we'd be looking at? I'm just looking ahead of here at the, the seven-day forecast right now for Kamloops. You know, temperatures getting up to, uh, you know, about 20 degrees by the middle of next week, but still lows that are, you know, either just above the freezing mark or right at it. I mean, is that ideal or what would sort of be, the, I guess, the ideal temperatures that we're seeing in terms of highs and lows uh, during the month of April? Any idea what that might look like? Yeah, for Kamloops specifically, it, it, it certainly is going to be an ideal scenario to have some warm weather here in, in mid to late April. And exactly as you pointed out, which is that the temperatures will get warm during the day and you'll get some snow melts happening, but then overnight getting close to freezing and, and really stopping that process. Uh, so having having warm weather in and around the April period is, is positive for the basins that have uh, higher elevations and are larger. So it's a positive there. What I spoke to with sort of the, the Cache Creek area and, and lower elevation sites is, is that's where it could be a negative because those tend to melt earlier to begin with. So they may be more susceptible, but from a Kamloops perspective, certainly uh, a warm spell early on is positive or even just pulsating between hot days for a couple days and then and then cold weather for five or six days and, and back and forth like that. Uh, dry weather, uh, continued dry weather. March was very good uh, from a flood perspective. I I can't speak specifically to the wildfire um, component, but but certainly if we have a dry spring, it's great for floods, but it's not so great for setting up for, for wildfire in the summer. Um, and yeah, it, it really falls down to the, 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 the negative side of things. And, and the most adverse situation is if you wait until you have um, the hot weather, the high pressure ridge in around maybe late, late May. And, uh, and that's when just, the, the days are so much longer, the temperatures just get so much warmer and, and the low temperatures overnight stay above freezing and you have melt throughout the day. And historically, that's been um, the cause of, of flooding for Kamloops dating back to the, the biggest flood of record, 1894 and, and 1948 and 1972 is, is uh, very warm weather occurring in, in late uh, May. June, uh, combined with a fairly cool spring. So I, I would say that I was quite worried about how the spring has been looking up until, we'll say, maybe this upcoming Saturday and Sunday. 
and with the the temperature forecast and this is a pretty dominant um, ridge it, it is going to happen all the weather models are, are showing it so it, it is going to be a positive for the bigger rivers the north Thompson, and south Thompson, and then just the, the fraser river as a whole um, I was hoping to, just because you mentioned, uh, you know, a few minutes ago that it doesn't sound like there's any risk right now of a catastrophic flood event. I was just wondering if you could define exactly what that means, because my mind, you know, goes a lot of places when I hear that word. Well, certainly, yeah. So if you end up down at, at Riverside Park there and, and see the uh, the monument that shows the, the different historical levels, I think it goes, um, 1894 is, is by far the, the most catastrophic on record, and uh, 1972 for for Kamloops was next, followed by 1948. And it's interesting because down in the lower Fraser Valley, it's actually 1948 that was higher than 1972, whereas um, specifically for the Kamloops area uh, in 1972, there was a lot more additional rain component after after a heavy um, um, period of time of, of snow melt. So in terms of just like if you could create the worst case scenario it would be a snowpack for the the upstream of Kamloops similar to last year which was was quite high um, historically speaking I think it was maybe third or fourth highest in the last 50 years or so so that's not the case this year it's, it's really just an average year maybe slightly above average year so if you had a very um, high snowpack and then combine that with the the continued um, snow accumulation through April with cool temperatures into about mid-May and then and then switched from maybe the coldest temperatures ever recorded in, in early May to, to some of the hottest for, for two weeks. And uh, it, it tends to be that flooding or um, major flooding occurs because of extreme weather conditions. So the upcoming warm spell is, is, is warm, but it's not necessarily going to be extreme. I don't think we'll be breaking any, any records, but it is substantial in the sense that it's the first warm spell for, for the year. Um, combining, going back to just the, the idea of catastrophic flooding, is if you then have a high snowpack, the perfect melt conditions where everything melts at the same time, and then the Kamloops area is quite interesting because you have the, the confluence of the North and South Thompson. Uh, and what tends to happen just because of Shushwap Lake is that the South Thompson is usually about 10 days to two weeks delayed in hitting its peak compared to the North Thompson. So if you had that hypothetical warm spell and then heavy rain occurred in especially the, the North Thompson watershed and, and then had a, a secondary peak in the North Thompson that, that uh, essentially occurred simultaneously as the, the South Thompson. That's where it could be um, into the uh, uncharted territory or at least the uh, similar situation as, as 1894. Cause it, it has happened before. It just it doesn't happen that often, fortunately. Well, Jonathan, that's a, a pretty nice overview about where things stand right now. So I appreciate this explanation and uh, have a great weekend. You're welcome. Awesome stuff. Jonathan Boyd, hydrologist there with the River Forecast Center. That's a bit of a not too bad of a picture being painted at this stage of the game. Of course, we'll see how things shift and change over the coming weeks and how the weather will impact that snowpack and flood threat levels moving forward.